Always live lovely. You are now listening to Breaking Barriers, a mental health discussion. I'm your host, Shatina Guadalupe. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, consultant, speaker, and singer. Breaking Barriers, a mental health discussion was created to provide examples of conversations with various people on stigmatizing topics to break barriers so that you can be encouraged to go within your own community and have these same conversations. Each episode is timeless. There's always something that you can receive from it over and over again. We push the bar a little bit with the topics we talk about. That's why it's called Breaking Barriers. We speak about things that people typically aren't creating space for so that we can all receive healing. Share with everyone you know because of this. There's something that everyone can benefit from in each episode. If you like what you hear and would like to support Always Live Lovely, please donate. This helps us to be able to continue to provide free information on multiple platforms. I will leave the link below. We appreciate any support you're able to provide to keep this thing going. If you would like to stay connected with all things Always Live Lovely, you can visit us at www.alwayslivelovely.com. We provide individual mental health, therapy services, consultations, products, music, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Don't miss out. And of course, if you like my vibe and you would like me to speak on your platform or at your next mental health event, connect with me at connect at alwayslivelovely.com. Enjoy the episode and remember, always live lovely. super excited to be back again with another episode and I know you know I always sit here and I'll be like I got guests for you I got fire guests for you but literally I got fire guests so I can't help it if I'm gonna say that every episode that just is what it is it is what it is but this wonderful person I'm so excited to finally have on my podcast because you know we talked on her podcast you know she's in my home away from home in ATL with my home away from home, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. So I'm super excited to be able to reconnect again um, with this lovely human being, Miss um, Sierra Hillsman. And I would like for her to introduce herself. Hi, everyone. My name is Sierra Hillsman. I am a Florida born, but Georgia paid and also Maryland licensed. Okay. Speaking of licensed, <laughs> I'm a licensed professional counselor and a certified clinical trauma professional, anger management specialist, all that jazz. Uh, What I truly enjoy about my profession is just being able to help people connect the dots. And so uh, a lot of specialties in terms of like transitions, addictions, and anxiety. And that's essentially me in a nutshell. 
Yeah, yeah. And so she's doing some lovely work. Y'all hear where she's licensed. So if my listeners and my peeps is in those areas, then definitely tap in, tap in, tap in, um, because she does great work. And so today we're going to be talking about a topic that, you know, there's probably videos about, there's probably conversations about it, but we ain't talked about it. So that's what's going to give it its little shimmer shine on this topic. And so today we are talking about Christian culture. And I thought that it was very important to bring this to the table um, because it's just always great to hear a difference in opinions because sometimes we'll find that, you know, people can both be Christians but have different viewpoints or different ways that they feel about different topics or different, total different experiences. Um, And then there's a lot of people that have backgrounds of Christianity, but they identify as spiritual. And then so being able to have this platform to break barriers, break stigma, and make it more comfortable for people to go out and talk more about it, I'm hoping that it can just shed some light and keep the conversation going. Um, So with that being said, and the intros being done, um, I do want to just ask you, you know, I know that you are a fellow Christian, and I would like you to share a little bit just about your background and your relationship to whether it's being a Christian, because some people have been a Christian since they've been born, or it's like coming into your own and deciding like Christianity was for you. Yeah, that's a really great question. I think even as you uh, asked me that, I'm thinking about, well, dang, when when did my journey start? Um, so my grandmother is a preacher's kid. My great-grandfather owned a Baptist church in Fort Lauderdale, Florida called Mount Zion Baptist Church. And so I've always been in church attendance. Um, However, I don't consider myself to have been like in the church. So Mm -hmm. I think it's important for me to differentiate that because obviously it wasn't like I was attending church by choice. I was attending church because I was going with my grandmother, with my family. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason why I was introduced to God is through my grandmother. Um, My mom, a true worshiper, however, she did not attend church. My father didn't attend church either. And so during the week, it's not like I went to midweek service or Bible study or anything like that. I think because of the fact that my mom was the daughter of a PK for Mm -hmm. her when she was growing up, she literally was in church every single day. Right. So when my mom made the firm decision to say, Hey, I want my children to choose Christ for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like, as always, we create like these core beliefs or we move a certain way because of our childhood experiences. And so my mom would always play gospel music, Kurt Franklin, Dottie Peoples, like all those individuals that are like staples within gospel culture. Right. However, it will be during the week. I'll be living my regular life, but on Sunday, on the weekends, because of the fact that I was spending time with my grandparents, I would be in church all the time. So I knew the God of my grandmother but I didn't know God for myself until I went Mm -hmm. off to college. Now uh, I am a firm believer in prayer. And like, I know my family has a way of saying like, when we ask you to pray, because when you pray, God hears you for whatever reason, that was just something that I've always heard growing up, but it wasn't until I got to college and I had to start living life on my own, doing things by myself, being tested in different ways and getting literally, because we all know what it's like to be in college (laughs) and getting tested in different ways. 
um, and going through those phases of life and exploring and doing all these different things. Um, but I, I remember hitting my first rock bottom in college and I was just tired of going to church. I wanted to know God for myself. And then from there, I was just church, uh, church dating. I want to say church hopping, but church dating, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what works for me. And then I came across a non-denominational church in Tampa and they literally set the foundation for me. They literally changed the way that I view Christian culture. And then over time, I walked with Christ evolved um, until now. It's just like, yo, like God, I'm fully surrendered. This is mm-hmm. where I'm at. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that I'm a perfect Christian, but I try my very best to maintain that intimacy with Christ. Yeah. And I appreciate you for sharing that. And I think it's really beautiful just hearing the thread of just how um, the introduction of Christ or being able to have more decision and autonomy in your decision mm-hmm. and what you want to do, how that just seemed to evolve throughout your family lineage. Like, you know, you're, you're in the beginning, you're saying like, you know, you basically went cause that's what you did. Like, that's what your family did. So this is what you do, especially if you're um, a preacher or you're very, very involved in church or everyone's going, it's just an expectation. Um, and then your mom getting to the point of, you know, her, like you said, she didn't necessarily go to church anymore, but she was a huge because I mean that was that was her background that was her life same for your dad and them kind of being like all right let's let the kids let's let them make a decision um which I feel like is very profound um and sometimes well oftentimes it leads in total different ways I feel like from the people that were just always in church from day one and just kept keep doing it because that's what that's all that they know versus the people that kind of stopped and was like well let me think a little bit for myself is this what I want is this what I really know to be truth is this really the direction I want to go in um and sometimes it can feel like you go through different set of trials and tribulations to really decide and really you know feel like yes for sure this is it and this is what I want to do um and even with knowing that your mom didn't go to church all the time like what kind of impact or insight did that give you just about what a Christian looks like simply because we know that you don't have to go to a physical church all the time like the church is in your heart as everyone says and God is always with you so knowing that there was a choice there and it didn't like make her any less of a Christian didn't make her any less of a worshiper it didn't make her any less of anything but that decision sometimes people look down upon it like you don't go to church all the time so like what kind of insight did that give you um, with having examples that provided a little bit more wiggle room and what being a being a Christian or relationship with God looked like. I don't know. Oh my gosh, oh girl, I feel like I'm about to have a therapy session. But to be 100% with you, growing up, I didn't really think about it. I just mm-hmm. looked at, like, this is my mom. This is what she does. Um, yeah, this is my mom. This is what she does. This is how she engages in, in worship. This is how she has set her relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really think about it. But as I became older, for me, um, especially with my own personal walk, I started having some frustration or maybe even anger mm-hmm. towards the way she raised us mm-hmm. in terms of like church culture, because I felt like if I would have had a firm foundation in Christianity, I would have probably known myself more and mm-hmm. I probably would not have engaged in certain types of behaviors Okay, growing mm-hmm. up. Um, one thing that really marks my Christian journey is the fact that I dealt with a lot of guilt and shame outside Mm -hmm. of Christianity. Um, 
And if it wasn't for my relationship with Christ, I would not have known how valuable I am. I would not Mm -hmm. have known how important he sees me. Like the word says that our names are inscribed in his hand. Like the word says that he knew us before we, before we were even in our mother's womb. Mm -hmm. So like from high school and sometimes throughout college, I did not have the best view of myself. Mm Um, and so it literally took like, like we talked about those ups and downs and even like diving into the word and saying like, well, God, I know what the world says I am, but what do you say that I am? So, and, and then I started seeing other Christian friends or people who I've done community with and they are confident and they know who they are. Mm -hmm. At least they appear to be confident. And the reason why is because they knew who they were early on because they were introduced to what God said about them early on. Mm-hmm. So I think that was my struggle. Um, wishing that my mom would have found like a happy medium. Um, it's not like she kept us away from church or anything like that. It's just that I wish um, it would have been emphasized a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it, it seemed like that would have provided you, like you said, with just a stronger foundation, which kind of ties into like what I was saying about like people that, you know, may have just been going from the start and they like just never stopped. I hear you and just being like, maybe their confidence in God was a little bit stronger. Um, whereas, you know, if people have more autonomy, um, then it does leave a lot of room to have a whole lot more different experiences um, and, and, and things not necessarily sometimes feel so rigid, which, you know, it could be seen as a a great thing in regards to just your expansion as a person and your testimony like just having a little more loops and turns to get you to where it is that you need to go to where you can relate you know to different people in a different way um but even just in like having that guilt and the shame that you were experiencing and recognizing like oh like if this would have been different then maybe things would have been a little bit easier um do you feel like just like when it comes to your mental health your emotional health like you know just how were you managing that guilt that you feel because there's guilt that you're saying outside of christianity and then we know there's a whole lot of guilt that people experience inside of christianity and they want more autonomy yeah absolutely um i think for me the reason why i really needed it at the time that i was growing up was because i didn't have a a lens i Mm -hmm. think i had I had no guardrails for myself, mm-hmm. um, especially as an individual who is the oldest child, you're pushing an adult position, like you're literally parenting yourself or you're literally trying to navigate this world essentially by yourself. And um, I was just taking in so much information from other people. Um, and I did not know what was the right thing or what was the wrong thing. I was just literally trying to figure out life for myself. So I could definitely understand individuals who might have wanted more of the autonomy mm-hmm. or more of the um the ability to make sound decisions for themselves because you're right. Um whereas like Christianity has served as a resiliency tool for myself. Mm-hmm. I understand that it also at least the legalism of Christianity serves as a tool to beat people down or to keep them bound or to Mm -hmm. make them feel judged or things of that nature the interesting thing about 
church culture is that it is a culture within itself Mm -hmm. um and it's filled with imperfect people right um and there's a lot of expectation for individuals to be a certain way of and with any religion obviously yeah um but I also find that a lot of people forget that these rules were created by people. Mm-hmm. So like each denomination has their own set of rules. Like, for example, like I said, I grew up Baptist. So skirts right. all the way down right. to right. different than non-denominational. Uh-huh. <laughs> skirts all the way down to your ankles, making sure you wearing stockings with the little mm-hmm. socks. You got to make sure that your hair is down. No makeup, this, that, and the third, you know, no skin showing. Um, if you are are in a relationship, no shacking up, like all yeah. of those things are specific rules based upon like a specific denomination. But at the core of it, for me, I emphasize relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know. I think it's important for people to to focus on the relationship instead of the the rules of it all. Right. I definitely dig what you're saying. And, you know, I feel like that's the, the heart that that's where the hard part becomes. Um, because, you know, even, even for myself, like sometimes I'll fluctuate and I'll be like, yes, I'm a Christian. And sometimes I'm like, I'm just focused on my relationship with God. And I, cause I know that no matter if I say I'm a Christian, no matter if I say I'm spiritual, no matter what, I'm like, look, God is real. And God mm-hmm. didn't shown up a million different ways in this life. Yeah. So ain't nobody going to tell me nothing different. Now, how I decide to label myself is one thing but I just know at the basis I'm gonna pray I'm gonna worship I'm be grateful I'm gonna serve and God is God (laughs) so but you know for some people even like that feels weird and I even know I'll feel weird to be like but should I be saying I'm a Christian but should I be this but like it's like that like that internal guilt that just I feel like sometimes can be taught from the very beginning to like you shouldn't question this or you're gonna be shamed or you're gonna go to hell or whatever the case may be um and I do feel like just the people being able to be their authentic selves is hard like sometime in the space because there's so many different things that we're taught to be guilty about when it comes to being under Christianity and I do know that I've heard before a lot of times like just focus on the relationship um and I'm curious just like your thoughts of like if you have somebody that really wants to just be their authentic self, whatever that may be, um, and really genuinely has like a deep love and appreciation for God, but then the people that are surrounding them that causes like church trauma and other things um, are making them like feel like pushing them away, wanting them to be distant, not go to church, not do these things. Because I've even had experience where I'm just like, forget it. I I can I can experience more profound oneness with God worshiping in my own space in nature in different Mm -hmm. things than being in the actual church home because it's too much judgment or feeling like I don't um, live up to this standard or looking at friends and being like well I don't do this or well I ain't caught the Holy Ghost so what does that mean about me like all these things like how do you feel like people can still remain authentic want an authentic connection to God and Mm -hmm. bypass all of that noise all of the and still just be like okay I feel comfortable with saying I'm a Christian because it is about the relationship um but you know it can get real discouraging discouraging very quick and then people are like I'm just spiritual I don't even want to identify with all that even when you say that 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 like brings a sense of sadness Mm -hmm. um because like obviously we're all created in the image of God and and God is love and so for people to enter into a space and not 
only experience the love of God, Mm -hmm. but also not be able to feel the love of God from people who are also created in his image that saddens me. Mm -hmm. And so for, for me, I know that while, while I was church shopping, um, I, I, I hear this all the time. Like a lot of people experience church hurt and obviously there's so many different various forms of church hurt and so many different dynamics and stuff like that. Um, but I'll get to my own experience with church hurt, but, um, I think it's important for people to one, realize that church is multidimensional. It's more than just the physical building. It's mm-hmm. the actual body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So if there's a particular community that is leading you to feel that type of way, it's important to try to find another community that helps foster and grow and cultivate not only you as a human being, but like your whole self. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously we have the mind, body, soul, and spirit. And so when we find ourselves entering into spaces that have a way of trying to shut us down, try to make us feel like we can't become the best versions of ourselves who want to keep you at a same level, um, it's important to try to find communities that will not use or abuse you. The actual church culture or like church spaces are supposed to be incubators or at least Mm -hmm. reflections of the kingdom of God. And the reason why I'm emphasizing that is because oftentimes I feel like a lot of believers are rushing to get to heaven when our Mm -hmm. job as kingdom citizens is to bring heaven down to earth. Mm -hmm. And how can you do that if you are being manipulative, being essentially worldly, so to speak, you're doing the same things. You're treating people the same way that you would treat another person on the street. Like, you know, the word says like, you know, you'll know them based upon the fruit that they bear. And so like, if these individuals are treating you wrong, then obviously they're bad fruit. So I definitely encourage people to Mm -hmm. just start to try to find their own communities. If you're in a rural city, or maybe you haven't been able to find your own community, the beautiful thing about the pandemic, it has forced a lot of congregations to get online. Right. And a lot of congregations have also been able to provide e-churches. Mm-hmm. And so turning your room into a sanctuary, calling up friends who are like-minded and you can literally have church in your living room, logging on to your e-church or joining small groups virtually, they're like, the pandemic has broken down barriers for you to be able to find a community specifically for yourself. Um, and so that's one thing that I would definitely encourage, like, please don't stay in a space where you feel used or abused. God doesn't want that for you. Um but also it, it it takes your responsibility to also find those things out to constantly seek, you know? Right, right. And, and that's probably where people usually get stuck is like, you know, the seeking and the seeking goes in a different direction. Like, you mm-hmm. know, the seeking then, like I, I've met a couple of people that are like, you know, I used to be a Christian um, and the basis, or like, I'll even say this. So like in my experiences of things and just like, you know, different hobbies, different ways of tapping into spirituality, being open, being a therapist and wanting to just like know and, you know, understand everyone's experience and wanting to see like, okay, what resonates best with me and not be so rigid. Um, Like I said, I know where I stand, but I'm also like, oh, I would like to just know and see and experience. Like, I remember when I was very much into the journey with like understanding crystals and like um, understanding candles and different things. Um, And then I know that, you know, I know people that are just like, no, or I've heard like, oh, that's the devil. Don't do this. Don't do that. But then my perception was like, well, I mean, if God made everything on the earth 
and you go to the mines and you dig up some rocks and the rock is a crystal and i believe that god made energy and energy is vibrating and everything that i'm like how could this be the devil if he made it or rather it be like candles and i'm like okay well don't don't people like candles in church like don't we pray and don't we like some of it is all the same but i i feel like uh perspectives can be very tainted mm-hmm. but i know like i would meet people and it would be interesting because they would have a past in being like devout Christians and then mm. they step away from it um, for whatever their reasons were. And then I noticed whether it was with crystal healing or whether it was with, you know, um, uh, candle work or rather it was with doing yoga because I've heard people say yoga is of the devil or rather whatever it may be um, using essential oils. I've heard that's the devil too. I didn't heard everything is the devil at this point. So, you know, being able to do that, I always realized like, you know, a lot of those people still used scripture. Like Mm -hmm. they were still using scripture with the prayer and saying like, no matter what, I know that this is real. And this guy just don't subscribe to saying I'm a Christian. I just don't subscribe to boxing myself into it. And honestly, for them, that route has been the most freeing Mm -hmm. rather than like feeling like they needed to like turn back to church or go back in that direction. And then so it like opened my, my mind up to being like, like, wow, like, you know, there's so many different ways that a person is feeling bound they're seeking and going in whatever other direction they need to go in but generally if people that are really like rah rah and like super like rah rah for like the boxed in christian they're like no but that's that's not right i need to bring them back but then i realized like i said i was like what the foundation if you look at what they're doing they're still using scripture they're still referencing the bible they're still like you know finding that connectedness is just that their connection to god i guess i would say looks a lot different and then so like when it comes to like harm that I guess that's been done and when people may may come across that because I feel like healing has to be done on both ends like you said Mm -hmm. like the person that has been harmed you know you're saying like open back up and like don't shut yourself out like go and still seek don't let that have deafened your light and like ruin the whole experience for you and what you can have and then for the people that are causing the harm like in what way can healing even be done to where it can feel safe enough to step back in that direction whether the person wants to or they don't want to but just feel safe enough to be authentic in these spaces and all just say like hey well at the end of the day no matter how I label myself we're all trying to do God's work like this is this is what we're doing if we're all saying that we believe in God and we're all praying to the same God does that make sense yeah um at just to clarify, you're asking how does an individual feel safe enough to enter back into these spaces? Yeah, and just begin to facilitate healing in some some type of way. Or if they don't choose to, still having some type of healing around the situation um, and harm not continuing to be done. Yeah, um, honestly, I can't even let you know that. I, I personally don't have all the answers. Um, I can only speak from my personal experience that's all we want yeah that's all we want (laughs) um because like I know for me um when people reference like the usage of crystals or maybe even tarot or anything like that for me I don't say like oh that's of the devil um however for me I'm like why would a believer need those things when you have Mm -hmm. the holy spirit Mm -hmm. like the holy spirit provides all of the wisdom and guidance and all the answers as a matter Mm -hmm. of fact the holy spirit is an is one part of the trifecta Mm -hmm. so for me i just have confusion or maybe even questions as to 
why would a believer need those tools when you have a direct connection? As a matter of fact, like that's the reason why Jesus went up. He gave us the Holy Spirit. So I think that would be my question. Mm -hmm. um, I mm -hmm. think also too, it's important as just a human being to be open to learning about different types of things so that you can be able to gain a better understanding of the other side, so to speak, or the other mm -hmm. perspective, similar to how we're having this conversation. Um, I think mutual respect of other people's beliefs is important. Um, and you can learn about another way of practicing or another way of being or another approach without feeling like their beliefs are encroaching onto yours. I think mm -hmm. that's why it's important to be rooted in, in that. Um, and so if a person does not feel comfortable to re-enter into a space or they feel like they can't be authentic in a space. For, naturally, this is just natural Sierra, not Christian Sierra. Then why would you go back into that space? Mm -hmm. um, and what would it look like if you created safe spaces for yourself um, mm -hmm. specifically? It's not to say that you have to like do a complete branch off because obviously that's the reason why we have 50 million denominations. <laughs> We're <Right>. all... <laughs> serving the same guy with having different denominations. Um, but the other question that comes up for me too is what is so icky or what is so negative about the term Christian? Mm -hmm. um, I understand like the concept of believer because obviously like believers of Christ, but if you believe in Christ, why, why do you want to distance yourself from calling yourself a Christian? Mm -hmm. I understand that labels are not important and things of that nature, but we have no problem with calling ourselves white, Black American, Puerto Rican, whatever. Mm -hmm. We have no problem with calling ourselves a licensed clinical social worker, a licensed professional counselor. We are okay with all these other labels, but when it comes to Christianity, it becomes a thing. And I'm mm -hmm. just wondering, why is it such a thing? I like that. I like that. I like that that metaphor that you just gave because that is very much true. Um, and it gives me a couple of thoughts in my mind well, I have a couple of thoughts of some things you said a second ago, but then a couple of thoughts of this thing you just said. Uh, so I'm gonna start there. Um, but I think like it ties into like what what we what we were talking about and like what you said earlier um, about like the people and understanding people made rules and you know people make things this way and there's all these denominations and they all got to do different things and you know with any religion and then so I think that's where the disruption happens is that there's flawed people that mm -hmm. are supposed to be like the full examples. And if you're a person, especially that's like new or fresh or learning or trying to find someone to be your guidance and they're a flawed person, they make you feel like crap or just guilted or like shameful or whatever the case may be. I think that's where the break begins to happen. And it's just like people begin to feel like they don't want to affiliate with mm -hmm. anything that's affiliated with people and it sucks to say that and like think about it in that way because the person's love for God should reign over all of it like it shouldn't even matter mm -hmm. but you know I feel like as humans sometimes we need tangible things that we can see because faith is not something that we can see we can feel it like you know it, it can be a powerhouse for everything but people like like tangible things they can they can see they can feel they can touch to make it make sense and like if what you're seeing is being totally opposite to what you think it is, then I feel mm -hmm. like people are like, no, well, I don't want like no parts in that. Um, and it just has me thinking about um, 
just the awe, the authenticity of people not, a lot of people not feeling like they can be their authentic self or that they are going to be judged or like I mentioned before, like not be able to live up to a certain standard. Um, and that could be hard and confusing. And, and I do feel like there's a challenge there just in the thought of like, cause there's always, always looking at things as like a flip side coin. So like, you know, you can have people that are like, okay, I'm going to give it another chance. And then they are harmed again or something like that. And then because of like the box, let's just say, because we breaking barriers and we break the stigma, but let's just say somebody that's in the LGBTQ plus community, really devoted to God, Christ follower, everything, and then goes into a church and then they're told what naturally we know they're told and then that kind of breaks down their spirit and makes them depressed. And then they slip into depression and they slip into like sadness and they slip into this because they're constantly like guilted and shamed and stuff. And I think that pushes somebody away when that could have been a person that did the most amazing work on earth while we know. And then maybe there's like, there's, there's this book that I just finished on audio. I mean, audio, audible. This is, this ain't, this ain't sponsored y'all, but I, I'm trying to get to my point. So <laughs> there's a book by, um, I don't know if you watch Nickelodeon, but uh back in the day i carly was a show yeah yeah so jeanette mccurdy i think is her name she has a book that says i'm happy my mom died or something like that yeah long story short i was listening to it i don't know if you listen to it i'm about to do no spoiler alert but there's a really good point that i'm trying to get to because they were very much into church um in their religion and there got a point with just well, what everything she was coping with to where she was so excited that she had the voice of the holy spirit um now catch this, how the Holy Spirit came up to her was as OCD. And I thought that was the most profound thing because she thought the Holy Spirit is telling me go into the bathroom and turn five circles. The Holy Spirit is telling me that if I do this, I'm going to get the audition. The Holy, And I was like, that's not the Holy Spirit. That's that sounds like OCD. And then later on, she said, I found out that I had OCD. And I was like, wow, but she was so invested in. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't even something she could trust. So for some people, I feel like they don't even know how to decipher what that voice even is because what yeah. if that voice is leading them in a whole different direction so it gets like so tricky and I and I feel like you know even going back to what you were saying of just the foundation and trying to figure out how to get people more to the foundation of um just having a more solidified connection for themselves and I do mm -hmm. like what you said about with the pandemic because it is very true everything has been like every, everybody got to eat church now especially transformation church right <laughs> anyways um, being able to create a sanctuary for yourself or create what it needs to look like for yourself I do really think that that is a huge step in being able to try and create some type of safety because you're not necessarily having to go around physical people that may have harmed you but it gives people like a software way of maybe reintroducing themselves like back to the space and being able to hear the word and be in the comfort of their home maybe a place they've already created some sense of safety mm -hmm. um and try and rebuild that relationship because even for myself I know that I feel like the most connected I felt was I had to step away because I did that church shopping, church dating stuff too. And then there were some things that happened and I was like, okay, listen, bro, no, I'm not about to find, because I got this vision in my head. It ain't happening. Y'all doing too much. So I'm just not going to look for a church right now. Then when I got exhausted of that, I decided, you know what? I'm going to spend my time reading the Bible from beginning to the end. After I did that, I wouldn't have did that if I was going to church consistently. I just wouldn't have did it. But after I did that, I was like, wow, like this is amazing. And for me, I felt like, uh, 
I, since I wasn't the person that would catch the Holy Ghost and I wasn't doing all this, I was like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, mm. clearly I'm, I'm, I'm not getting something like, or I didn't really understand, or I'm like, okay, the music is making the atmosphere move in this way. And like, I wonder if people can feel this way without all of this or without all of the energy. And so I wanted to step away from that intentionally to see, yeah. can I connect with God in the core without anything changing my atmosphere? Like, That's can good. I feel his power? Can I feel like his love for me? What can I do? And so I started to just like, find how can I feel the most connected with him? I knew one way I found it was in nature. Like, being in nature or seeing like some raw sunsets and some raw and just being in the stillness and quietness is the most freaking amazing thing in the world. And that's where I know I feel like the most connected. And it wasn't a church home, unfortunately, at that, at that time. Um, and then I began to find out like, wow, I really feel this really powerful. So then when I did turn on the song, when I was having a moment, I didn't need anything to go into a full worship mode. I didn't need anything to cry. I didn't need anything to feel some type of redemption. I didn't need nothing because I was able to find a way to feel safe again and kind of get back into that space. Now, when I, I'm still kind of iffy with you because I got a church and I don't got a church and the pandemic happened and it didn't threw everything up in the air again. But because of that experience of being willing to just be like, you know what, let me find it and grant it. I like crystals. I like yoga. I like essential oils. I like all that stuff just as well. And sometimes it's just helpful to have a tangible thing or see the beauty of God in something that was created or being open to other ways of healing. But I heard somebody once say it's the intention that you set. So if you're doing yoga and you're using that to connect with yourself, that is connected to God, like that's an intention you're setting to do that. If you're using a crystal, not crane praying to the crystal but like to like bring some type of energy and pray to god and you want like just better vibrations in your home then i'm like okay cool and then we got the whole other thing of like trainings out and done as a therapist and just being a black person wanting to know like what what your roots was what was they practicing what was all this decolonizing mm -hmm. stuff but i feel like if people can feel safe enough to like re-experiencing it for themselves and like try and just tap back into having an authentic connection then maybe that might help just a little bit. I don't know what your thoughts is, but I know you had a bunch of why would you? And I hope that that kind of gave a little bit of like, well, these are some other points of maybe why people and my wise, but why certain things happen. I definitely agree. When you talk about authenticity, it's all about doing what is not only natural to you, but I feel most important, especially as believers is like, what's going to bring you closer to God? What's going to help you to develop a greater intimacy with Christ um, because we already know that God lives in us, works through us. He does, he's already here. There is nothing for us. We don't, it's not like we have to like call down fire or like ask for God's <laughs> presence <laughs> to like be here because we abide in his presence. We're there with him. And so even when you were talking about the nature piece and whatnot, I definitely agree. Like there, there are just so many aspects to, to God that we don't understand, which is why I said, I don't have all the answers because mm -hmm. God is so vast. He's mm -hmm. the creator of the universe and he stands outside of time. Like there's just so many different faces and aspects of God that none of us will be able to like, uh, be able to um, explore within this lifetime. But what we can do is develop the spirit of discernment. We can make sure that we leverage the things that are in our control, how often we read the word, how often we spend time with him, how often we engage in community, how often we think um, about other people outside of ourselves, mm -hmm. how um, like the goal of the Christian life is to carry your cross daily so that you can become a better reflection of whom you call God. Mm -hmm. So I think... <clears throat> 
that's important. There was something that you that you mentioned. I was like, oh my gosh, Ooh. I agree. Um, but I can't <laughs> think about it uh, at this very, very moment. Um, shoot, it went away for me. But yeah, I think it's important for us to to recognize that there are so many different facets of God and just seek God for yourself. Mm-hmm. I know uh, we had a lot of questions of like, how does a person do this? How does a person do that? But everybody's journey is different. God talks to us all differently. He leads us in different paths and whatnot. So I think it's important for us to respect one another's journey. And Mm -hmm. honestly, the word also says like, you know, like you have your own convictions. Who am I to tell you what, uh, who am I to tell you that what you're doing is wrong? That when you get to heaven, that's something that you got to deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's just something. Oh, OCD. Boom. That's what you're talking mm -hmm. about. All right. So (laughs) when you were saying like, how do you know, like the difference between that voice versus like OCD or anything like that? Immediately, I was just like, um, the spirit of discernment. Like, I think the only way that you can truly know the voice of God is just spending quality time with him. Like, and I keep saying the word, but obviously, yeah, the word says, you know, like my sheep know my voice. And so I know for me, God's voice isn't a gentle whisper all the time. He's mm-hmm. like, is a real thug out here in these streets. <laughs> Taking up space as you should. <laughs> and let me know, like, girl, you better get it together. Okay, mm-hmm. y'all, one more time. So I, I think- In that voice though, girl, you better get it together. You better get it together. Okay, listen. <laughs> Holy Spirit be getting me all the way together. Um, But that may not be for somebody else. So um, my hope is that if you are struggling with this, if you're listening and you're struggling with that, like just see God's face regarding the his voice in your life I think that was one of the the emails you're talking about this I remember that church that I went to remember I was telling you the one that Mm -hmm. I went to early on Uh, I remember I had learned about like the children of Israel I think Mm -hmm. they were in the wilderness or they were doing something and um God didn't speak to them for like years like decades and that scared me as a new mm-hmm. believer. That really scared me. Like, hold on, I'm about to be on these streets by myself. <laughs> but they were like, um, because the guy got sick and tired of foolishness and was just like, y'all not listening to me anyway, mm-hmm, so I'm going to take my mm-hmm, voice away mm-hmm. from you. And so That's deep. that was one, one of my, my sincerest prayers. Like, God, like, even no matter how uh, reckless and disobedient I become, like, no matter where my journey takes me with you, please don't ever take your voice away from me Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I've had to listen to myself over these past years. And obviously I've not made the best decision. So I need you to be like the father that I didn't have. I need you to be like um, the guiding voice that I wish I had when I was younger. Like, please don't take your voice away from me. So for anybody who's struggling in that area, I just pray that you ask God to talk to you in the way that you need to be talked to. Yeah. And that's really beautiful. I actually really, I really like that because it, it goes and shows that rather the person may be seeking answers. Cause I feel like a lot of time it is seeking answers and we'll ne- none of us will never ever have all the answers. Um, but what I can say is no matter how I know for me personally, no matter if I take a break, no matter if I don't stop praying every day, well, day in a day where I don't pray, but if I'm not like doing all the things, um, something will happen to where I'm pulled right back mm-hmm. and I'm reminded of things and I'm reminded of who God is, or I'm always pulled back and I'm just like, okay, 
<laughs> like it is okay it is time like I get it it is time and then so um I think like like I said that that came from me being able to try and create a different safe space for myself to where I didn't feel like I needed to live up to a certain standard or I felt I free I had to free my myself and I still sometimes I ain't gonna lie I still sometimes grapple with like do I want to say this do I not want to say this and you know like you said that question of a why would a person not want to you know identify themselves as a Christian if it is like they're supposed to be you know representation of God and you have a relationship with God and it goes to be Christ-like um and like I said it's that whole idea of not wanting to be associated with particular things that at the root of it people have done um or maybe ways people have interpreted things or maybe for some people it's like uh, being in a space of not fully understanding and not having all the answers um and so my hope would be like you know god can keep his hand on everybody until mm -hmm. people figure things out and go through all their own journey because i'm person that's like you know super supportive of people i definitely generate and mess with the idea of God is love and being able to just genuinely operate out of love and love people for who they are no matter what they're doing no matter what their background is no matter what decisions they're making um but just being that whole vibe of just love and then so even when I hear people say that they found healing in a particular way that I'm like I'm just happy you found healing like as long as it ain't in, like no substances and like no oh, yeah. off the wall. <laughs> But I'm like, they found healing in whatever it may be um, that I'm just like, I'm just really happy that you're finding peace and that you're finding um, healing. I haven't really actually found, I'm sure it exists, but I haven't come across anybody, even people that may be like, I don't want to say I'm a Christian. I just want to say I'm spiritual. I've, I haven't come across anybody that's just been like, I'm all self-serving. Like they're still, even if they're saying to the universe, to me, it's all the same. The universe, God, one spirit. God created it all. So to me, I'm just like, well, they're still not in a space of it being self-serving. And I definitely find that to be interesting because I feel like sometimes it's misinterpreted that by not saying that, saying you're more spiritual is more self-serving. But I haven't really even come across anybody that's just like, no, I'm worshiping, worshiping myself in the full. If anything, it's like, I was created to be. So that means somebody created you to be like mm -hmm. this particular way. So I always find it just really interesting the language that people are using. And sometimes I wonder like, or the judgmental Christians, yes, I'm gonna call y'all out, judgmental Christians, like if ears were a little bit more open to like how people are saying things or what people are doing or what their journeys are, could healing actually be in that space too? Instead of just being like, nope, this is this, this is the word. Like, nope, I'm gonna raise my hand and tell you this. Nope, this is what it's supposed mm -hmm. to be. Like giving a little space and wiggle room to just see like, you know, what is really going on here? What are people really doing? And I feel like people, like the veil will be taken off a little bit and people be like, oh, okay, so maybe there's some commonality somewhere. Maybe there's some this, but then, you know, sometimes there's fear of people even wanting to entertain anything other than what they may know or what they, you know, say to be right. So it's all just a pretty interesting um, conversation. Um, and I think that it's just important for people to know God for themselves if that's what they want to do. If that's what you want to do, then you got to know him for yourself in order to be able to try and find some type of, peace and understanding and trusting that if we don't understand everything that's okay I don't think he wants us to understand everything maybe that's his way of making us continue to run after him and seek things for all I know like that just might be it like I have no clue at all um but um I do just like appreciate you for being able to just share like um more of your insight and kind of like step into a space of being just your authentic self and speaking your authentic truth and reminding people for what it is that you know and hoping that it just resonates on somebody's heart or is able to spark a new idea 
um, in somebody to maybe even go back and be like, you know, I may have experienced this, but let me go back and try again. Let me seek something different. Um, maybe it'd be kind of like my experience. Y'all need to go out in the wilderness or something and take your Bible and read it from the beginning. Yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> just being able to like have that whole idea of, like you said, God, don't ever take your voice away from me. Like, I think that is just so it's really beautiful and it touches me it makes me a little emotional I'm like that's really a powerful thing to say because yeah. humans be doing all sorts of stuff but <laughs> and the ears be getting murky and it's like oh I can't hear nothing so the fact of you know you saying that hopefully that resonates with someone too um and I don't know if you have like any like just parting thoughts to like share with people that just may be in this space of just like being all confused, trying to figure things out, being distanced, being fully involved in the Christian culture and just the whole mix of things. Like, is there anything you feel like you just want people to really know um, about healing, about the journey, about all of it? Yeah, I think um, like even as you you were like doing that great wrap up, I greatly appreciate it. I, I was just thinking about the importance of taking your time. Um, don't treat your relationship with God the same way that you treat your relationships with human beings. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. I think oftentimes, you know, when we meet a person, we get super excited. We're trying to mm-hmm. hurry up and rush things and everything like that. We have these expectations and things of that nature. We try to like mind read and try to get ahead of like the disappointments or maybe even the hurts and things of that nature. And so um, if you are wanting to build intimacy with God, uh, it takes, it's a huge risk. That's yes, vulnerability. Um, definitely. It's the vulnerability of it all. And um, we have a way of like, at least for me, I used to have a way of telling God, you could touch this, 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 and you, but you but can't now. touch this, <laughs> but not this. And um, true transformation comes from like, being open like there's a transformation in the exchange and so just like how uh, Jesus Christ exchanged his life for our sins like we exchange our life for the opportunity to serve him and serve the people that we're called to and but that takes time and so um just continue to just be patient I think that's muy importante yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I appreciate you with just sharing that that nugget of wisdom and you know as as y'all know like talking about Christian culture can have so many it's like peeling a never-ending onion like there's so many different layers that can just so many different directions that the conversation could go and this is just a a scraping a scraping of it um and I do appreciate just like your insight um and being able to have a conversation to where hopefully y'all could tell like you know Sierra and I have different experiences I grew up in the church when I was little by the way singing in the choir like all that um but like being able to have different experiences at a certain point um yeah. to where we both had autonomy like you know I knew what God was but we both went kind of on this journey in college because mm-hmm. that's when the whole forget this I'm not about to <laughs> I'm about to just go read by myself like it came yeah. in college. um and then like you know how we just kind of related and decided and come to certain conclusions and changed minds and did all these things and I just am hoping that people can be able to take from that like and that's okay Mm -hmm. there's no shame in any of it and there's no like well she did right and you did wrong and you got the game messed up and now you're being um, condemned to hell and now you're like no to me it's all the journey we're Mm -hmm. all we we all have our day and we're all gonna go up and have to have to face God and then so for me it's like this is all of our journeys what we do in the in the meantime 
that's between you and God. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want people to be their authentic self, operate out of love. The world needs to just be a better place. So we really need to be operating out of love and Mm -hmm. kindness and just helping each other and, you know, trying not to pass judgment, try not to pass shame, trying not to be all up in people's business and have an opinion about everything because we good for that. But just being able to allow people to be themselves. And my hope is that it guides you to where you need to go. Like, and if you end up there and it gives you the healing that you need, then I'm like, cool. Like I, I, I support it. Like I'm completely fine with that. And because I'm a therapist, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, you know, being a therapist, God is sometimes be in spaces with people that are atheists. And even in those moments, I just be like, okay, bet. Like, <laughs> that's like, I'm curious. I'm like, well, why do you feel the way that you feel? And I want to know a little bit about like, how'd you get to this decision? And oh, okay, well, that's interesting and food for thought. Hmm, mm -hmm. So everybody has their own thing that they're doing. Um, And even when I think of just different religions and a a book, uh, I took uh, some class about like spirituality or something for counseling. I don't know. But it was so profound to me that I was like so many different religions all believe in one God. It's just all these different ways and avenues that people are going to get to the that mm-hmm. one God. And I'm just like, wow, that's so fascinating that I'm just like, everyone is doing, it's kind of like, sometimes like, I think like my husband will say something like, you know, every culture has the same dishes. We just spice it up differently. And then, so it kind of reminds me of that. Like so many different people have all the different ways of doing it and they spicing it up differently, but it's getting you to the same, it's getting you to the same point um and so I really just appreciate you with being willing to entertain and be open to this conversation because a lot of people would not be open to sit down and like talk about this um or would be a little bit more trying to do a more convincing or feel like a little bit more like it would just have a different ring to it but I do feel like you were willing to you know maybe sit in some discomfort or maybe like "Hmm, I don't know or maybe kind of like you know just be who you know you can be and be able to serve and enlighten and shed your light in the way that you knew how. And so I thoroughly appreciate that because that's what this space is for. And I hope that people just go on and continue to have the conversations with people that you feel safe to have these conversations with. So no more harm is caused, but like push the button a little bit with each other and ask each other those hows and whys. And just like we were doing, because that's the only way that we can truly get a clear understanding of where people's minds are at and what's going on to be able to learn from each other. Absolutely. I just want to say thank you so much for creating this space, the safe space to be able to have conversations like this. Um, because I know when I was early on in my Christian journey, I want to say early on, probably like the middle Um, It was difficult to ask those why questions or those how questions because of individuals who have been born and raised in the church. Um, And so it's important for us to be able to like be open to hearing everyone's journeys because they're not always going to be the same. They're, They're not cookie cutter. And then I think at the core of it, especially with us being mental professionals, it requires us to see the person. Um, mm-hmm. and the various aspects of the other person's life. So at the core of it, w- regardless of what you believe, in, as long as you're not trying to harm nobody else and you're right. not trying to harm yourself. Right. Then listen, it's a lot. <laughs> you can talk about anything all day. Okay. <laughs> I think, I think at the core of it, it's just like you, you, you see, what was it? Carl Jung said, and I'm paraphrasing, you can learn all the techniques, you can learn all the strategies, but at the end of the day, like you have to make sure that you are showing up 
as a soul that's reaching out to another soul. Right. I'm paraphrasing. Yes. But mm-hmm. um, at the core of it, like we are all spiritual beings living on this earth in these like very human fragile bodies. Mm-hmm. And so just remember, like as you are connecting with other people, you are just making sure that you're c- genuinely connecting them and honoring their experience, regardless of how you feel about it. Yes, I love that. And I love just being reminded we're all souls. We're all souls in these bodies. You're trying to trying to figure it out. So mm-hmm. thank you so much. I want you to tell the people how they can find you, what you got going on, if they want to get therapy from you, if they've got a question, like if they just want to tap in, tap in, tap in, like <laughs> how can they find you? What can they because listen, y'all, y'all don't even know, y'all don't even know. This won't be doing some spectacular. <laughs> amazing things but I ain't gonna even tell y'all what she be doing because that that's the whole point you gotta go and look her up and she's gonna tell you how all right why why y'all let her gas me up like this anyway all right y'all once again my name is Sierra Hillsman licensed professional counselor also wellness strategist and coach uh if you are looking for therapy head over to at legacy spks on everything and you can check out my links but if you are looking for coaching or training or anything like that head over to legacy spks.com s is in sam p is in paul k is in kappa s is in sam again uh and like what i have going on legacy speaks is a online strategy session where you have the opportunity to be able to learn how to navigate life more effectively mm-hmm. um so yeah that's essentially it really <laughs> yes yes so check her out and don't forget y'all check me out too i i got private practice going on individual therapy got this podcast going on you know can do some work consultations some mental health consultations listen I've been recording music, so I don't even know if by the time that this is out, if a song will be out, but I'm just trying to help y'all heal on all different levels. So y'all got these two dope women that y'all know exist in this world. They're trying to help y'all heal in whatever way y'all need to be able to heal. So get this healing, get it how you live it. So basically, I appreciate you for being on this platform. Um, and I look forward to hopefully being able to, you know, bring you back for something. Who knows what I may think of, like what I want to do. Sometimes I want to have multiple people on at the same time. Sometimes make it a more of a group discussion or, you know, we'll see like what I can come up with, but thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you and y'all make sure that y'all check her out. Oh, thank you.